0: This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go,
1: grow, and overcome. Welcome to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. And listeners, thanks for joining us. We have one of your questions today, which is, should I partake or pass at Catholic communion? Well, I think the question depends on whether or not you're Catholic. Yeah, are you Catholic? Or so... why would you be
0: in a Catholic church? Yeah, I grew up. Going to Catholic school, 12 years, all-boys Catholic high school. I'll never forget, um, my in high school, my priests knew I should not be partaking of, of communion. Oh, So okay. one day in mass, I went down and took it. And he gave it to me and didn't realize it was me for a second. No. <laughs> and then I took it and ate it, and he gave me the evil stink eye like you. <laughs> so uh, I think if you're... If you are not Catholic, you're not supposed to take it from
1: their perspective. That is my understanding. If you're not Catholic, you do you do not partake in a Catholic communion. Right.
0: And, yeah. So, now, at our church, we ask people, if you have never trusted in Christ, yes. would you not? Now, am I going to police that? No. We can't. Yeah, that's not possible. But there... there for the person who is an evangelical, they trust in the gospel, they believe salvation is by grace through faith, not by works, and you find yourself at a Catholic church. Maybe you're celebrating something with your family, whatever. Yeah. There's a million reasons sure. you find yourself there. I agree. Uh, the question is, what do I do? And, and I'll give you two responses. The first one would be, don't take it out of respect for them, mm-hmm. number
1: one. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, number two would be, don't take it because... What it symbolizes, yeah, the theology that's behind it, is is and I believe an affront to the gospel. Agreed. So by partaking of it, I get that most people aren't thinking of it like that when they partake it. Like when I was in high school, I wasn't thinking like I'm assaulting the gospel. <laughs> like, b- yeah. but their view of of salvation is a sacramental merits based sure. view of salvation. So starts with baptism and communion is a regular. Uh, means of grace by which you are saved continually yes. it's a it's a very interesting concept but their entire framework of salvation um, isn't redeemable it's not it's so broken it's at so the much very basic yeah, based it. on human works right and and so i think those would be the two main reasons to To not partake of it. And what's hard, I think, for a lot of people is that uh, Roman Catholicism is our history. We emerged out of it. Um, Protestants did. And um, they get so many things right. Yeah, yeah. But like uh, like any other faith, we might share 99% of truth with them. But if we don't have a core gospel, Mm -hmm. then we're different. You know, yes, and uh, what's crazy is like they believe in the resurrection, they believe in the Trinity, they believe all the things, but their doctrine of salvation is is so fundamentally, thoroughly works based Mm -hmm. that, yeah, I I can't think of a priest who would would tell people that partake who are non-Catholics. Yeah. So either out of respect for yeah. them, which I think is fair, or yeah. respect for just your understanding of the purity of the gospel.
1: Now, my, my struggle it. with this is also from a theological basis, and it is their position on transubstantiation that...
0: Well, that's a whole nother... Yeah. yeah that's it, like, it's like, Well, wait a minute, wait a yeah, minute, yeah, wait yeah. a minute.
1: The, the elements don't literally become the body and blood of Christ when the priest prays over them. I always I always have a joke with Catholics, and I say... Um, they're like,
0: well, you have to take it literally. I'm like, okay, well then, Jesus is a door.
1: Yeah, he's a door. <laughs> like, he, you know, is, was eagle. he wooden or was he a metal? Know, Which
0: right? one? I mean, obviously, like it's it's funny how we so easily mindlessly throw out basic interpretive principles. Yes, you know, and then don't apply them everywhere. But that's that's neither here nor there. That's a Mike, Michael Michael rant.
1: Yeah, I, I would say if you're an. E- if you're an evangelical who have trusted Christ and you're not Catholic, you find yourself at a Catholic church, the long and the short end, out of respect for yourself and the respect for the gospel, you don't partake. Yep, 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 yep.
0: So I think that's cut and dry. Yep, pretty now, simple. Now, let me say it from a different perspective. Um, if you do, are you sinning? Ooh. Uh, I, I would just say no. You know, And here's why I would say that. I would say just avoid it. Don't go near it, number one. But number two... Um, It is as – how do I say this? Uh, You remember in the – this is a terrible analogy because people could like (laughs) – well, I mean they could like – Where are you going with this? All right. So in the Bible – they're like, well, we can't eat meat sacrificed to idols. Yeah, okay. Because whatever sacrificed to an idol, and Paul's like, they're, they're not real. Not real idols. They're not, they're not real. real. You know, like I get it. If you have a weak conscience, you can't do that. But like at the end of the day, they're not real. Yeah. No. Like so, when you go to a Catholic church, they can do whatever rituals they want over it. They
1: can believe whatever they want to yeah. believe. That doesn't make it true.
0: It's a wafer and wine. Yeah. You know what I mean, like whatever. So is it sin? No. And I'm more, I, I more look at communion from the perspective of relationally and theologically, yeah. not necessarily like, like, is God upset if I go take it? No, I just think sometimes it's good to not affirm or engage yes. things that are anti-gospel. But um, I'll give you another analogy. <laughs> okay. John, John Piper was asked, will you sing the song Reckless Love? And uh, okay, All he right. was like, well, you know, there's a whole bunch of hymns that really have unbiblical meanings. And, yes. Now, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but yeah. I'll tell you what I took away. Okay. What I took away from him was sometimes I change the words, the meaning of words in my head when I sing them so I can believe them. Yes. <laughs> I've done the same thing
1: because if I take the words for what they're really saying, it's like, right. I, I don't really believe that.
0: Totally. And, uh, and so I guess you could take that approach to communion and say, I'm going to change the meaning. For me, it's not whatever, you yeah. know, I mean, fine. I, so am I going to, like, die on the hill? No. No, I wouldn't die on the hill either. But technically, if you're with Catholic friends or family, they should sort of be offended if you take And they know you're communion. not Catholic. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. if you're not Catholic, like, I mean, just out of sheer respect. Well,
1: and the whole – if if I – okay, I'm going to just talk about my ignorance about Catholicism. And how they how they do communion, which is un, which is quite different than the way we do it at a village church. Germs, germs, germs. Uh, well, at village Pastor church, Pastor
0: Craig and Pastor Matt, <laughs> young wouldn't touch that communion
1: cup for the life of them. Well, and the reality is, you know, at Village Church, we pass a tray, and in that tray there is the juice and and the uh, wafer, uh, the bread. And and each person gets an individual one. Gluten free, gluten-free. Gluten-free. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Oh yeah, we gotta have that. (laughs) Jesus would never eat gluten. (laughs) But in the Catholic in in the services that I've seen communion done, performed in a Catholic service, people stand up and they walk forward and they come before the priest, and the priest takes the wafer and puts it, puts it on the tongue or in the mouth. Of the person yeah. who's participating, then the, again, from what I've seen, I have never seen the people actually drink the the wine or the cup, which is a single cup. But I do see that. What I've never seen them drink it. I've never seen the the congregation, the people oh. drink from the cup. Interesting. Yeah. No. I, I. Yeah. They. Have you seen it where they do drink? Oh yeah, for sure. Because um, I know in in the Catholicism, and Catholic theology, um, from what I've read whether you take the juice or the wine or the bread, either or, it still has the same meaning. Yeah, technically, but uh,
0: most people that I've seen have taken it. The reason they don't, they'll put out their tongue because okay. they don't, they'll, it's their way of saying, I'm not worthy to touch oh. the body. See, I've never um, seen
1: people other than the priest drink from the cup in a Catholic um, church.
0: Yeah, no, they do, and I've, I've, yeah, I've seen it regularly. Usually, it's, yeah, so... It's, but I've only been in a
1: Catholic church maybe... 12 services yeah
0: the priest dispensing the elements is uh, a further symbol of 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 mediation yes of um, i'm mediating sure. the cross to you in behalf of the church the church is the mediatory yeah. like um uh, element of the gospel you can't get to the gospel but through the church it's kind and, of a, yeah. there's a lot of symbolism even mm-hmm. in just the the person the priest administering the communion my as just a funny like um now forget about Catholic theology and everything, just for a moment. <laughs> These are just, I think, greatly humorous things to me uh-huh. as as a human, yeah. right? And I'm, again, like I imagine, if I didn't grow up in evangelicalism as well and I came into our churches, I'd be like, it well, would be how? different. I would make fun of ourselves yeah. in a different yeah. way, you know. But the genius who was like, "I have an idea. Let's take a let's take a white cloth and and let's wipe the, the <laughs> <laughs> let's wipe the germs off. And now the next person can have them. And now we're germ free." Nope, nope, wipe them off. Yep, like <laughs> the science behind germs. Yeah, is, it's uh, so what you will watch is they'll take the chalice and then somebody will drink and then and then the priest or whoever's administering the chalice will will wipe it off with a cloth and give yeah. it to the next person. And I'm like, a little part of me just dies inside. I'm like, and so they've uh, they, there are some different things that the Catholic Church has been doing lately to spice up the administration of yep. communion with less. Germs, if you will, but the other one that I love is uh, whatever's left, because from their perspective, they've this priest has transformed or transubstantiated this uh, wine into the actual the blood of Christ, blood yeah, of Christ yeah. and you can't throw the blood of Christ like down you the sink. You can't throw it away. You know? So, like, it doesn't matter how much is left. That dude chugs, <laughs> and uh, he's just like, you know, we're gonna, you know, the first Timothy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never seen a drunk priest. I want to be clear. Yeah. Um, those are those are at the fish fries, but um, <laughs> on Friday nights during Lent. But um, it's just a funny. I just love it. Like, I, and again, I, it often makes me wonder when people come to Village Church, you know, yeah. and they see like the funny little things that they're normal to us. You well, know, yeah. like, I don't even think twice. Like, no priest is well, is thinking anybody's judging him. And here's this little evangelical Protestant boy being like, "Why is he drinking all that alcohol?" Really, really quick. Uh, yeah. You know, like, it's I, anyways, I wonder what people think of you and me. You know? Oh yeah, and, yeah,
1: uh, and and the the way we've done, the way we do communion now is different than the way we did communion in Protestant churches. When I started the ministry, mm-hmm. when I started I ministry, we had one tray and that tray was passed and it had all the broken unleavened bread and people would, and I'd, I'd watch it, you know, you know, People would go through and they'd touch 15 of those, you know, broken wafers. And finally, they'd take the one they wanted. Maybe it was too big, too small, or just, you know, you got to get just the right size. And, you know, talking about germs, I mean, here they put putting their hands all over, you know, the broken uh, unleavened bread. And then, you know, now the cups get passed a second time. You know, we do it, you know, more conveniently where the (laughs) two are together. (laughs) And they are separated originally, you know, at the
0: beginning. Yeah, One of my favorite memories as a kid is uh, going to Catholic school uh, every week three or four different kids would get picked to make the communion bread. Oh, So we had all the ingredients we'd go down it was a honey wheat bread and it uh-huh. was definitely leavened. <laughs> and uh, so we would make three loaves of bread for mass one was for us to eat and the okay. other two were for you know yeah. it was before any of the... Uh, magical incant- incantations that change the, <laughs> the substance of it all. So, uh, but I love the honey wheat bread. I oh, don't yeah. And that's not a standard Catholic thing. Like some do wafers, whatever, but yeah. at our Catholic school they did, it was this really, really good homemade bread. Wow, okay. And so we we. Bake it and then it come out of the oven and we cut Smell it. Smells so good. It was great. I, I mean, I loved getting ready for communion. <laughs> so like, I got the pre-transubstantiated bread. Okay. And uh, I've never, I don't think I've ever actually tasted the honey wheat bread post-transubstantiation. Okay. My gut tells me it's the same. But whatever.
1: <laughs> we'll, find out. well, listeners, thanks for joining us today. Please come back again when we're answering another one of your questions, which will be, what happens as soon as we die.